everybody. This episode of Pod of Podcast, the next conversation. <laughs> it's gonna be a long day, Andy. <laughs> and this day has been brought to you by the good people at the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum and Auditorium in Hollywood, California. We have been telling you about it for a while. I mean, there's only one way to really fully understand what we're talking about, and that is to go there. So, in honor of going there, we are offering, thanks to them, they're really offering it, a buy one, get one. After 5.30 p.m., two people can know what we're talking about for the price of one. Two for $20 after 5.30. They're open late, so you can really just hang out, enjoy some time, really decide whether or not you believe each and every one of their exhibits uh why not it's a crossroads of entertainment you're in los angeles you're visiting maybe you're in town and you've never gone why not just uh, kill an evening for a very low price thanks to the fine people over there and this podcast we wouldn't be able to do it without them big thank you and here is the show Podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Trek, the next conversation. I'm Matt. I'm Andy. Welcome to uh, a sad, we'll call it Sad Day in Trek, because, uh, boy, this episode, what a downbeat. Oh my gosh, what a bummer. <laughs> Should you watch it? Sure. Oh, really? I don't know. Whatever. How are you feeling? You feeling happy? You feeling too happy? Ugh. Watch this episode. I would, say, I would say move on to something else. <laughs> Not because it's bad, but because it's, uh, you know. Bummer. (laughs) Anyway, uh, what's happening? What is happening? Uh, We can jump right into the Admirals Club if you what a what a if you care to. What a quick start to the exciting adventure. Yeah. Okay, everybody, we're gonna jump into the Admirals Club as soon as Matt finds the uh, other thing he didn't get ready, which was the sound of the door. I mean. What? The actual door. Matt. We have to walk to the actual door. Why would door. you need to make a sound when we're walking through these Starfleet? We just, we just started uh, official doors. Far away from there, so it's a longer walk today. I just, I'm sorry, everybody. I don't even remember where I'm going. <laughs> anyway. Uh, here we go. The, I've, I've, okay. we're, we're almost there, Andy. All right. Do you have anything sorry. else to say? We no, I don't know. this conduit, and here we are. Go to the five-star How did I get into the Admiral Club? Well, Andy, according to 4.c of our flowchart, I'm going to tell everyone that you just have to leave in a five-star review on iTunes. Was that Brad Arrington that made us that, or was that someone else? 
I just have the flow chart. Mm-hmm. I assume it was Brad Arrington. This is uh, this is um, from July. So God bless you, Brad Arrington. The show might have changed since then. <laughs> or whoever it was. Here are admirals. Oh, yeah, no, they are yeah, admirals. Correct. Yeah, okay. Don't, don't oh get gosh. down on yourself. They're in the admirals club. They're not actually admirals. We're not like issuing them the rank of admiral. They would outrank us. Sure. Admiral C. Effigy <laughs> says, Secunda. And then in parentheses, Secunda? <laughs> I actually forgot his own name. <laughs> How to pronounce my own name. Uh, used to work in Water Country. Geronimo. <gasps> water Country. Have some fun. Geronimo was their big, big slide. <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was the one that was like, you know, one of those uh, nearly 90 degree dealies. Do you enjoy a, a nope. water park? Look at me. It doesn't? Why would I enjoy a water park? I don't know. No part of me would. I have fond memories from childhood about the lazy river, but that's about it. Never been a, never been a water park individual. Uh I, I that's I grew up Not in the surprising. city, so I think it's probably it feels like it's very alien to me. It feels like it would be unsanitary. You had is your own a, water park. It was the is Hudson. That a, a bummer thing to say. Oh yeah, I didn't swim in the Hudson very oh. often. No, that's too bad. Um, to finish uh, C Effigy's uh, comment, if I could give this podcast six stars, I would give it. I would still give it five. That's funny because that's what it costs to get into the Admirals Club. <laughs> um, and our second one is from Admiral Tom Bondurant. Who says, uh, yes, this like started, yeah, this started as a face group comment, <laughs> um, face group, our, uh, our Facebook, uh, uh, group that discusses us and other things, Star Trek. Uh, I got into the podcast after seeing After Trek, and I love the way Matt and Andy break down each episode. Their combination of inside baseball analysis and fan versus newbie perspectives is really fun and informative. Come for the deep dive, stay for the jingles and extended digressions, even if you don't know what Kapla, Kapla, yeah. Oh, terrible Star Trek greeting. podcast. Playing on greeting, am I, am I pronouncing it correctly? It's Kapla. It's yeah. I mean, that's pretty it's much more it. from the throat. Uh, you'll soon be exclaiming Secunda. Um, it's really uh, taking the nation by storm. It is. Here's what should exist, Andy. Okay. And this is a classic. Matt's going to say something out loud, and someone's going to make it a T-shirt. Follow me. Follow me here. Ready? Yeah. That uh, has your cartoon drawing that Paul did, Paul Brisk. Yeah. And on the top of it, it says in Star Trek The Next Generation font, it just says Secunda with an exclamation point. Yeah. That should exist. I agree. Um, I, Thanks, I, merch. I've been uh, planning to do a Secunda brand. Um, no, don't try to just make it what it is. Thing for uh, for a while. It'd be a nice coffee. This mug is too. I probably the, with the with the exclamation point would definitely be a TNC related. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Yes, you've been trying to make a Secunda brand for a while. <laughs> I had a. What does that mean? <laughs> I I had a friend uh, named Dynamo who I think listens to this podcast. Uh, maybe not anymore. Um, who uh, who made made herself. Back in the improv world, inexplicably, a uh, a Secunda hoodie. Yes, I've seen you sport it. <laughs> to uh, no, that was a different one. She made for me. <laughs> ah. She had a little lady one, and uh, it was adorable. And uh, I think it was primarily to anger people because there was no Secunda catchphrase in those days. People would just be like, "Why did you make a hoodie with his name on it?" She's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's a good name. Yes, I enjoyed that there was a hoodie just to anger people. Um, anyway, uh, that's it for the Admirals Club. If oh, my God. What an exciting adventure the, we're in here. Yeah. 
Sliding through door number one, then door number three. I'm skipping door okay. two. All right. You know, because as you've seen in the floor plan, if you ever want to see the floor plan, you sure. just go over to the face group. There's a lovely floor plan of what this looks like. Yeah. It's, uh, this is door five. Yeah. Oh, That's and here we are. Yeah. President's circle. Here we go. Um, if you would like to, uh, oh boy, Andy, yeah, crossover city, but it's the Death Star ambient noise. Oh, nice, <laughs> good job, thanks, Hollow, Hollow DJ, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> or HJ, as some people have said. That's a hand job. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, if you would like to, uh, don't. But you don't have to. Why right? don't you do this part? I was no, no, like, no, I but you don't. We, ha- we now have an amazing fucking what thingamajig. The the whole jingle that was made for us. The whole. Oh yeah, I was just going to explain the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor Award. Well, you know, if you're in the know, you know. But if you're in the President's Circle and you send us a message, you might be selected to win the most prestigious award in all of Starfleet, the Christopher Pike Medal of Valor. Only way to get it is to join the President's Circle and send a message. I'm going to let you do that from now on. Um, <laughs> Lieutenant Adam Rogers says, Matt said in the past he doesn't care for dark sci-fi, uh, which leads to his unease with the Section 31 show yes. that and letting Space Hitler run loose with a license to kill. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how he feels about DS9 then as it tends to wander into a lot of darker spaces than the rest of Trekdom. I mean, look, the introduction of Section 31 was DS9. Um, I think inherently what what I found gratifying about Deep Space Nine was the slow build to uh-huh. the war. Um, uh-huh. And the fact that we got to know these characters and their moral centers. Uh, so that, that's sort of my answer to that. Fair. Haven't seen it. Look forward to it. Seems like... Uh, how long do you think it is before we're done with TNG? Somebody must have done the math on this. Uh, it's not that long. It's like uh, year probably a year. You think a year? And uh, Lieutenant no, James Hetfield. Fifty. It depends how long it's taken us to do the other one. We took. Oh, three it's like a year off. and a half. Like well, we're half. also taking. By the way, it heads up now, everybody. We are gonna when uh, Ensign Myra gets here. That's the baby. Born an ensign. Wow, that's <laughs> commissioned officer already. That kid's gonna be fast womb. tracked. He's in the academy right now. <laughs> Dory's womb is the academy. Um, yeah, we are gonna be taking what I'm calling a. What am I gonna call it? We're taking a trip to Riza. Uh, we will not be putting were out. <laughs> we're not gonna be putting out weekly episodes. However, I will say that if schedules permit. And we happen to be able to do one, then we're going to do one. So we're not going away for the entire time, uh, but it will be more sporadic. Uh, and I'm hoping that that will only last until probably the end of May. Uh, but I will say this also. The uh, Patreon uh, bonus episodes will continue through the birth of Ensign Lieutenant Junior Grade Myra. I just promoted him. Wow. <laughs> Jesus is really he's really shooting right past me. To what? I don't know. Your rank? Up the ranks. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess as is appropriate. Uh okay. Um with that we're done with the um Andy, Oh wait, gonna, no, there's one more. What are you going to do with all your free time Lieutenant, once that happens? Yeah, it's a good question. 
Should maybe I'll st- finally start that that's that other podcast you're always telling me to start. <laughs> It'll be you know. Yeah, you'll just be on call for all of the podcasts. I'll be like, okay, I can do one. Come over. Yeah, I, I would do that. Um, okay, Lieutenant James Hetfield, Hetfield says, uh, space-time continuum, blob. Hang but, on. Okay. James Hetfield of Metallica is a lieutenant? That's, that's the name he puts down. James. <laughs> big fan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I hope it's him. Seems unlikely. Um, uh, space-time continuum, blah, blah, blah. 21st century Matt Andy is on board the Enterprise. Data shows you to data shows you to your room uh, where you'll be uh, staying while they tech the tech to get you home. Data leaves. You check out the incredibly uncomfortable space bedding. Then you sit down for your first replicator experience. You are... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you are very hungry. Little Metallica for you folks. Uh, what meal do you tell the computer to make you? This I would ask one. if it had the recipe for Jafar's pizza, and I'd ask Andy to taste it. But this is the, that is any good. immediately the first thing I thought, and right. I feel like that would be the first depressing moment in the future for me, because from what everyone says, Replicator doesn't taste like real. Well, then I would do something that I like that isn't quite real, and I'd be like... Right, like more of a process computer, kind of like... Uh, one bowl of Cap'n Crunch with Crunch Berries. I wonder how real dairy milk would taste, dairy milk chocolate. We don't even England. drink dairy milk. No, not dairy milk the milk, dairy milk the chocolate bar. They, oh. If you get it originally from England, even today, it's it's better. It's like a, like a Cadbury situation? Yeah. Yeah, sure. It tastes better than American because they changed the formula or did some weird process. Well, like. they don't have to pasteurize. Right. Um, I made that up. It sounded real, though, didn't it? There's something. It might. I don't know. There's some sure there's something to make it cheaper here. And I bet we're going to get some hails about it. Whatever's the case. Um. Uh, or a box cake seems like that would be pretty solid. Yellow box cake. Oh yeah, I feel like the replicator could do that for sure. Yeah. Um, Thank you, James Hetfield. James Hetfield, and that is it for the president's uh, for the president's. Um, why did I play that one? All you fellow Metallica fans out there, I just felt like what had what had the clearest uh, yeah. Fueled us. Okay. Anyway, back on board the ship here. We're le- we have to leave the president's circle, Andy. That's correct. Did you know that? I do know you that. Know how this works? I Otherwise, do. we have to do the whole show from in here, and that's I impossible. Atmos Club. Grab myself some homemade potato chips. Sure. Uh, and out left over from the president's everybody. circle. Here we go. Let's just walk around all the doors, and here we go. And that was the Admiral's Club. Captain, Captain, we are being hailed. The hail bag is open. Um, this is a long one. Uh, I wasn't even sure whether to play it because the guy. Oh, it's even, a voice hail. Go for it. No, it's not a voice oh, hail. Play it. Um, play oh, it? he he had a background he wanted to play <laughs> during during the uh, the thing. So during his email, he wanted his own background music. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um. I, oh, I think. Oh, maybe. Let's see what this is. I'll play the the sound first. Frank Sinatra, come on! Da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Sinatra, come on! 
That's what it is. It made no sense to me. Now it's going to be hilarious. I thought this guy was just listing Frank Sinatra dates for no reason, but he actually made it make sense. This um that's his jingle. That's the jingle for the segment. Yeah, this uh this hail uh comes to us from uh Ken Molay and uh Here's your Frank Sinatra. You know, you might want to pull up some Frank Sinatra while this is going. Andy, I am happy to do that. Um, um, uh, I did, did you want you to have an audio clip for your new sub-segment during this date in Trek history? I think you should play You should play the jingle again so we are all we all know what's happening. And then I'm going to play the most appropriate Frank Sinatra song okay. possible. Ready? You can, uh, you can play it to introduce the following historical facts to match the upcoming episodes. Oh, I see. So, you, so you're going to match. I want you to match the episode for this week, Andy. Yes. Which is uh, Half a Life. Yes. And that, of course, would be, this really should go next to this day in Trek. But since we are understanding the premise of the- Frank Sinatra, come on! Sorry, I blew it. Hang on. I'm explaining it to everyone. So this is May 6th, 1991 was when uh, Half a Life aired. Ready? Yep. (laughs) Frank Sinatra, come on! It's time for that segment everybody hates. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Sinatra, come on! (laughs) Be. Oh, nice. Perfect. Fly me to the moon. Let me Have a Life was broadcast on May 6, 1991. On this date, Frank was on his way to the Olympic Settled Home in Calgary, Canada. As part of his Diamond Jubilee World Tour, he would sing there on May 9th to approximately 7,800 attendees. This has been Frank Sinatra. Come on. Baby, kiss me. All right. That was a fun segment. <laughs> it really was. Um, here's uh, here's another uh, hail from Benji Burlow, who says, in discussion about the Federation using more advanced tech, I had to stop the pod to remind you both about Voyager. No. Okay, very good. <laughs> just there you go. Just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, there's a spoiler, but I've seen Voyager. I feel like this is a very minor spoiler. Andy's, Andy's I've seen Voyager is very suspicious to me. What do you mean? I feel like... You feel like I haven't really seen it? No, I feel like you've seen probably, I don't know, 20 episodes of the 200 that exist. It's probably indicative of how bad my memory is that I don't uh, recall that many details from it, which is great. But I definitely have not seen any of the last season. That's the thing I'm mostly excited for. Oh, I like Seven. Um, I like Seven, too. There's a strong history of season Seven. Matt, you said I like Seven. Uh, Yeah, I gotcha. That's also a character of a lady on the show. Character lady. Here we go, Andy. Oh boy, I nailed it. Twelve year old Andy's back, everybody. <laughs> I really did it. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying? You inspired someone to make a hoodie. That's crazy. Uh <laughs> God um, bless you, Dynamo. Um <laughs> Uh, I was no, I wasn't saying. I was saying that uh, season sevens of Trek are traditionally very good. Um, there's two really terrible episodes in TNG season seven. Continue, Andy. Is that where Sub Rosa is? Yeah, Sub Rosa and Masks are both. Man, in that Sub episode. Rosa really must be bad. Uh, is Sub Rosa or Gr- Shades of Grey worse? I mean, Shades of Grey is worse because there is no new footage, really. Isn't but it crazy. I don't know if we mentioned this last week. Isn't it crazy that? Um, 
um, the drum head was originally going to be like a clip show, like a bottle show, clip show. I mean, if all they were going to do was like show the times that he violated the prime directive, etc., that'd be funny. But uh, thank God it turned, it instead, wasn't. it turned into one of the greatest episodes ever of a uh, greatest generation. episode of Andy's life. Sorry, Benji. Um, okay, uh, the spoiler warning: uh, they constantly try to integrate new tech technologies, either from the future, from uh, the Doc's mobile emitter, future Janeway, negotiating with other cultures. I'm not going to say all the specifics because those sure. might be spoilers. I mean, but that's a different situation. Uh huh. Those are they are looking at a ship that has Maquis crew members and is trying to get home. They're still Starfleet, though. They're still trying to operate by Starfleet principles. Yeah, for the they? most part. But they're also still trying to save their lives and get home. That's true. But does is Starfleet's stance like okay in times of trouble? Then you can add the Maquis crew and make a Maquis captain. The criminals to the Federation, a first officer. Sure. Yeah, but didn't isn't no. that isn't there some allowance for um, adding crew no matter their background in a. Uh, in a crisis situation, then maybe there's an allowance. If there is, then maybe certainly there's been also established in discovery. Allowance. That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't we don't talk about discovery. It hasn't happened yet. All right, uh, it already happened. It happened in the past. Sure. <laughs> uh, granted, many of those times uh, didn't work, and evidence of needing to update their rule. But the Federation uh, seems to have no problem integrating more advanced technologies. The Voyager crew even seems upset when another culture does not want to share technology with them. As in prime factors, the main ethical issue seems to be violating another culture's rules or harming another species. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Benji. He said, "Feel free to use in any ac- use any accent when reading." I just threw it in at the end. And yet, he but didn't. Thank you. I forgot. No, thank you. Right. Thank all. We all thank you. Um, now, one thing that was suggested is that I just read the. Um, <laughs> The uh, the the voice sales and all that information, and then at the end of the show, just before we go into the president circle, play uh, the beautiful sound clip that was made because it feels like an end of the show kind of thing, or maybe even after the president circle. Uh, who suggested that? I don't know. Someone on the face group. So one person on the face group suggests the thing, and now we do that forever. This you know is what? the kind of thing that drives us crazy, Andy. When we have to answer a somebody on Twitter really that, liked one thing, and now we're writing a whole episode about it. A suggestion <laughs> that makes sense, I listen to. A All suggestion right. that doesn't make sense, I don't listen to. Because well, I do feel like that clip is so beautiful. A, it's a great clip. But that just, it feels like an end of the show I thing. also want people to hear it. That's my problem. All right, I can play it now. No, care. play it at the end of the show. Jesus, I don't care. Whatever you want to do. It's going at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm going to play it now just so everyone can hear Here's it. what I don't want is repeated information. Uh-huh. So it's like, don't say it and then play it at the end of the show. Right. Um, well, I feel like the information should go here because this is where the hails are. We've gone back and forth a play million it, times. Okay. Um, the information that's not in there is that uh, the gentleman across from me is at Matt Meyer on Twitter and Instagram. I'm uh, Andrew Secunda on Instagram and at Secunda on um, Twitter. I mean, it really does feel like an end of the show thing. <laughs> what should, I just did? Should we just do the hails at the end of the show? Oh my god! Should we switch the entire order of this? I'm staring at the flowchart right now. Are you are you acting like we haven't had this guy, this argument a billion times? <laughs> you say say wait, I don't remember. Wait, things. have we? We have literally been back and forth on this. It's the first year of the show. Is us going back and forth over and what should be? Oh, and you almost, wanted it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. 
what was the logic? We the logic was that people. I don't even remember what our positions were, but I, I know that was, people were I very th- almost as vehement as the saucer section, and they've decided that this was what they wanted, right? We took a vote at some point. Yeah, and this was what they wanted. Yeah, All right, this is what they want. But it was <gasps> Ooh, a split here's vote, what we'll do. certainly. Play this awesome sound clip right okay. now. All right, and then we'll put it to another vote. <laughs> Where does this sound clip go, everybody? You tell us. All right. In the meantime, here it is. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. <laughs> this totally on sounds Facebook, like the end of the show. It sounds like the end of the show Star Trek the end TNC. of the movie score. And join the face group. Send comments, <laughs> questions, crime correctives, and anything else That's why it sounds to like sttncpod at gmail.com. Is and it if not you'd also? like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. Is it not also the, outside the beginning the when it's States, leaving dock? Use country code plus one. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something Probably. to mail to Matter Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898. Los Angeles, California, 90046. Maybe it should be the and opening. please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the president circle for $17.01 per month. I don't know. Everybody sound off. <laughs> um, we'll never figure this show out. Uh, no, that's the charm. Or the frustration. It's time for this day in Trek, Matt. Uh, Andy. Yes. It is not. No? According to our flow chart, <laughs> <laughs> which I have now brought open. I, it was sitting on my desktop, so I figured, why not open it? <clears throat> We've done the hail bag, correct? Correct. Uh, now you ask me, should people watch this episode? That's how this works with the flowchart. We did that's it completely an old out of flow order. Chart. That's an old flowchart. <sighs> we definitely moved that to the beginning a long time ago. Okay. now because, we're, th- because then people who don't want to listen to all of our bullshit can just tune in and go, hey, should I watch this episode? And then hear what you say and then uh, maybe not watch it. <laughs> I don't know why we're encouraging people to not listen to this podcast or watch the episode, but or that we do are we encouraging them to listen to the episode but not Oh, they watch should always be TNG. listening to this because some of the shittiest television episodes of Star Trek become our most enjoyable times. Fair. So anyway, it is time for this day in track, Andy. Uh, so let's talk about it. We already heard what the chairman of the board was up to. Let's talk about the rest <laughs> of the world. Uh, May sixth, nineteen ninety one, half a life. Great. Um, U.S. radios were tuned in to Joyride by Roxette. Now, Andy, I believe you told me this a long time ago, and I just forgot to pull it up. (laughs) Thank you for admitting that, Matt. Uh, While in the U.K., the Shoop Shoop song. Did you like Roxette? I'll let you know in a second. (laughs) Trying to remember Roxette? Yeah. She had a little pixie haircut, if I remember. Oh, I thought it was a band. Oh, wait. Yeah, it's a band. It's a duo, like a like a Eurythmics kind of thing, right? Oh, look, there's a girl, too. The girls. I didn't know there was a duo. I didn't know the, uh, the guy got any play. My apologies. It seems like he's the lead singer of this amazing tune, which, by the way, she is really terrible. 
She really had nothing to do in this song. She doesn't have a guitar. She didn't get to sing. But of course, she's the pretty one. So she has a good, I think he's very pretty. So the guitar in the shot is... Uh... Fair enough. They're both pretty. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the Shoop Shoop song, It's In His Kiss by Cher, was on top uh, in the UK. Iron John by Robert Bly was a bestseller. And Oscar was still leading the box office. Uh, a lot of people wrote in and said that they re- they legitimately enjoyed Sylvester Stallone's Oscar. Matt, I'd never seen it, so I can't say. Patreon. Uh, I saw. I saw, uh, I saw Oscar probably on VHS when it first came out. Yeah. I don't remember feeling strongly either way. President George H.W. Bush was admitted to Bethesda National Naval Hospital after suffering shortness of breath and an irregular heartbeat during a jog at Camp David. Wow, he really hung in a long time, didn't he? Um, he was released in good health after it was determined he had not suffered a heart attack. And so. he was the president at the time, Andy. Yeah. I'm just saying Hung he in was... for his whole term and then kept living until last year. I'm just saying he was he was uh, already having health problems back then. 30 years ago. But he found health solutions. Because he's incredibly wealthy and powerful. Philly's outfielder Lenny Dykstra crashed his car into two trees while driving drunk. Both Dykstra and his teammate Darren Dalton were injured in the crash. Time Magazine's cover featured an erupting volcano with opti- opticus, oh my gosh, octopus tentacles beneath and the caption <laughs> Scientology, the cult of greed. I love these warnings that no one heeds <laughs> that we're always hearing in these. Yeah. Anyway, I that, think they were more afraid that it was going to reach across the globe at that point. Seemingly has. Uh, now, Andy, that's it. We did that. We sure did. And according to the flowchart. <laughs> what does it say? I will now uh, slide over here and hit this button. Okay. Counselor Deanna Troy, personal log, stardate 44805.3. My mother is on board. I mean, short to the point, really sets up the episode. It really does. May I ask you, and this may just be my own, um, that I was just looking at my notes and not paying attention. Did you read the breakdown of this episode? Of, like, who directed it? <laughs> Completely forgot to do that, Andy, and I'm staring at the fucking flowchart. <laughs> Jeez Louise. <laughs> I think this episode put us both in a dark haze in our brains. <laughs> I'm going to read from Larry Nemechek's book. It's clearly written here yeah. at, at at Article 9, Section B, Subsection 3. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. That is Article 9, Subsection C. That is Article 9, Item C, Subsection 1. <clears throat> this is our podcast flowchart, everybody. If this is your first episode of the show, I'm sorry. It's also your last. I'm just going to play this because I oh, feel wait, like it's you an- can't. I'm about to do the oh, thing. The flowchart right. is very clear. I mean, that's usually for a sound cue, but I did mess up. I, we both have messed up plenty in this episode. <laughs> All right, everybody. This is uh, Half a Life. Directed by Les Landau and teleplayed by Peter Allen Fields. Story by Ted Roberts and Peter Allen Fields. Picard is nervous when Troy's mother returns for a visit, but this time the uh, 
God, I don't even... What does this word mean? Ebullient? I've never even... I've never said this word in my life. I'm happy and upbeat. Yeah, I, Andy, I'm context. I'm putting it together, but... Context is for kings. <laughs> Tune in to Patreon. Uh, Loxana has her sights set on uh, Dr. Timison, a quiet scientist who's aboard to test stellar ignition theories that may enable him to save his world's dying star. Timison who invested his life's work in the plan is crushed when it eventually fails. Loxana can't understand why he's so despondent until he tells her he is nearly 60, the age of resolution, a ritual suicide to save children the burden of their parents' aging. Enraged, Loxana demands that Picard intervene. He can't, of course, as she turns to Timison herself. Why doom his entire world by committing suicide when his research is so close to success? At first, he resists, but eventually he agrees with her and seeks asylum. His decision causes an uproar among his people, and armed ships are sent to retrieve him. Timison stands firm, though, until his daughter beams aboard to plead with him to stand by the heritage he taught her. Touched, he agrees, tells a tearful Loxana that the revolutionary will have to be somebody else. Later, Timison is surprised when Loxana shows up as he prepares to beam down. If she is one of his loved ones, she tells him she wants to be there when all the others uh, with all the others when he says goodbye holy crapola i'm already bummed out here we go (laughs) (laughs) and now we start the thingamajiggy (laughs) counselor deanna troy personal log stardate 44805.3 my mother is on board so somber already and everyone long, is bummed out. I love the long tracking shot and a, uh, a Picard sort of slinking out of the uh, out of the turbo lift. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> it's not just nice; it's Shiloh! solid performance. You it delicious is man! You were just thinking of me, weren't you? As a matter of fact, <gasps> well, myself. think no further, dear heart. She's here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh, serious! You're always so serious. Loxana, as a matter of fact, I am rather busy at the moment. And you're always busy with something or other. (laughs) Never the right thing, though. My daughter tells me that we're uh, picking up someone interesting here. Yes, the leading scientist from Kalon 2. Oh, Kalon 2. I've never heard of that. Well, Loxana, it is something of a rather delicate situation. It's a first real contact with a rather reclusive race. And this is in the nature of an official greeting, so... <gasps> Diplomacy. I'd like to see a floor plan of the stage to oh, see yeah. how, much, how much corridor they have. They seem to always surprise me with how much they have. Do you think it's just a circle? Or do you think it's... I, I think it is probably a circle, but there seem to be some T intersections, too, that are right. built into there. It's just great. It's kind of funny if they it was just a circle, but then to make it seem like it was different, they put like a plant. <laughs> Did somebody drop a plant after they leave? Oh, I'm sure <laughs> they've done that, right? Yeah. Oh, diplomacy. Everyone dresses so well. <laughs> so, Brian, energize. Disengage. <laughs> Dr. Timson, I'm Jean-Luc Picard, captain of the Enterprise. This is Lieutenant Commander LaForge. I beg your pardon, Captain. This is my first time aboard a Federation starship. 
Oh, yes, they told me. Shaking of hands, a form of greeting. <clears throat> oh. Andy, what's your thoughts so far? You didn't know this episode was a bummer. I think I told you, though. I uh, maybe you did. We didn't watch the trailer, so I didn't even know Luxana was going to be in it. So uh, Luxana is, uh, I dislike. Whoa, more than First Lady of Trek. How dare you? Now sir? I'm kind of turn. Oh, I don't dislike Majel Barrett, and I like her voice as the computer, mm-hmm. and I even liked her in the original show. But not a fan of this character. Number I understand one. that she's in now played by Rebecca Romaine. Is that true? Yeah, she's number one. Oh, I haven't seen Pike at number one. Is she? Is she and, but Majel Barrett. Is, is number one actually the character she turned into in the later TOS? Or is that a different oh, character? Oh, oh. Captain Pike in, in uh, Star Trek, in the first pilot for Star Trek before right. Kirk. Right. Captain Pike's female first officer was number one. Right. And it was Majel Barrett was the what played number one. But didn't she become a nurse later? It's not the same character. No, no, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was, she was um, Nurse Chapel. Right, Nurse Chapel. You know what's funny, Andy? Is I what? completely forgot about her role as Nurse Chapel. It's funny. And then I was very confused by you. Yeah. And then I was like, no, no, that's what he's thinking of. He's thinking <laughs> of blonde Majel Barrett, and I'm thinking of dark-haired Majel Barrett. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Have you Timson seen Alab- the new one? No. Oh. You just present Waxana Troy. I just stay up to date on the internets. Neither have I. A better Zed. She's also a guest on board. And daughter of the fifth house, holder of the sacred chalice of Rix, heir of the holy rings of Beta Zed. And what are you doing for dinner? I mean, that's about as smooth as you can get. Listing uh, off all your credentials and then saying, what are you doing for dinner? In the same breath? Seems like it's trying a little hard in my well, opinion. Well, Andy, I say we implement this into your arsenal. <laughs> I, will, I, will, I will. Is that my problem? I'm not mentioning Goldberg's up top I to mean, impress women. Gold. <laughs> and the spinoff. Uh, oh, it's called Scold. Uh, oh, Goldberg's. Uh, it's the, you would have probably seen the posters. <laughs> that would be the explanation. <laughs> it's a fun. Uh, they're both fun shows. Yes, but uh, I don't think that they're going to be helpful you don't in, uh, you just have to that's what you do though. you just context. you just you just say 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 yes follow say it up with and what are you yes you, you sing say 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 that would be more impressive paul mccartney and michael jackson and uh, and then after that you uh you're done you get to you get to i'm not good at tooting what's my, for dinner as someone ironically who who shouts my name in victory i'm actually not good at, at, at touting my own horn in terms of credits or saying stuff like that <laughs> I get it, though. Sir? Oh, I forgot about this all preamble. Now, this is what I should say. Hi, I'm Andy Secunda. <laughs> Improv legend. Yeah, they were con artists. Well, they were selling uh, snake oil, right? Yeah. Oh, Andy. Yes. Un- uh, unrelated to Star Trek, just for a beat uh, of many beats. Played, finished playing through the third, my third playthrough of TNG. I mean, TNG, of Red Dead Redemption. I thought that's what you were saying. I was confused. <laughs> my third playthrough of Red Dead Redemption last night. I you did. Wrapped up. Uh, I was up until, yeah, go ahead. Did you have a point? Wrapped up Arthur Morgan. Don't, uh, no spoilers. Uh, wrapped up my time with Arthur Morgan. Don't okay. worry about okay. it. That's okay. not spo- How, you're not done yet? No, I no, I I keep. I, last night I was up until three in the morning, trying to complete uh, all of the satchels. <laughs> I was going out all the way to the west, oh. the east, and and uh, hunting elk. 
Sure, and you needed some legendary elf. Yeah. Yeah. And Why do you uh, want all the satchels? I I get I get stressed when they say I don't have any room in my bag for stuff. <laughs> oh, you know you can just go buy an upgraded satchel that will double the space. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> what a waste of time. <laughs> anyway, it was still fun. Um, there's a very satisfying feeling of completion. What chapter are you in? Um, I'm still in Shady Bell. Uh, so that's that's chapter next four. to Saint Saint Denis. Uh, I was just it's chapter oh, I four. Want, I don't want to give anything away. I don't remember the. I don't pay attention to the chapters. Oh, okay. It sounds like chapter four. Yeah. Right. How many chapters are there? Uh, six and two epilogue chapters. Federation has offered to assist in testing what may be a solution to this problem. That has been, of course, the basic. Your Red Dead Redemption minute. Frank Sinatra, oh. come on! <laughs> da, 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 da. It's time for that segment everybody hates. Uh, <laughs> time for Frank Sinatra, come on! Uh, we should have a Red Dead jingle. Hang on. Uh, be one of those somber. No, it should be the fucking the load screen. Boom. I love this load. I love this load. May I throw this out to the, out there Shh. since oh, sorry. it's our jingle. Sweet. That's awesome. Red Dead Minute. Um, somebody make that into a sound cue for me. The oh, um, just, just play it, Andy. Here. I know, but it takes you a second. It's time for Red Dead Minute. This is the first time I've ever done it. Of course it takes me a minute. It's time for Red Dead Minute. That's great. Um... Let me bounce this off you, Britain, in regards to our Red Dead Minute. Um, I find fast travel to take, <laughs> to take too long. For you, yeah. I never use it. You get fast travel, and then you're sitting for like four minutes waiting for it to boot up. Well, it's going to load the next area. Yeah, well, that's not fast. All right. I just want to pop there. Well, like if I, you're going from like, I mean, if you're like taking a train from San Denis to Strawberry. I mean, you can't get a strawberry, but like West Grizzlies, then that then it's much faster than riding a horse. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, I think it's fair to say now that that has been our Red Dead minute. Let me ask you another question. Oh no, let me know because I have to play this jingle. When you uh, yeah, play play the jingle. Wait, no, are we uh, done? Well, when you have something important, you have uh, a pelt, you have uh, 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 something going on. Um, and then you pass a per- like a person on your whatever a, a prisoner or some shit. Yeah. Um, or it's not a prisoner because that you would definitely take right there. But uh, you're on your way to do something, and it's important for you to. Here's a good example. You have a. Um, uh, you're gonna hold up a stagecoach, right? Okay. You got a tip. You're gonna hold up a stagecoach. You pass some schmo on the road that's got some other thing going on. Like help, help, whatever. I got yeah. some problem. <laughs> Do you stop and forget about the thing, or do you say, yeah, ah, I gotta finish my thing? If it's not timed, yeah, I do it. I do. I will stop and do the other thing. But don't you then? You miss the stagecoach. No, you don't. Instance. You don't miss the stagecoach until you get to the area that the stagecoach is supposed to be, and that will engage <coughs> the system to send the stagecoach. If you or go on a side mission that takes you away from it, they will often tell you like the stagecoach you were going to rob is no longer in position. Oh, you because you probably had engaged it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm asking, so you're saying you don't engage the side mission to the side mission? Yeah. So, like, you know how you get to the yellow area where you're supposed to wait for the stagecoach? Yes. On the map? Yes. If you don't get to that area, right. you can do whatever you want 
and then eventually open up that letter again, that stagecoach tip in your satchel, and it will reappear. Oh, you can. Yeah. Oh, I thought that it was sort of timed no. to. Oh, good to know. That's why it goes right in your bag. You could do it whenever. Like you could put it in your bag and then spend six game days doing whatever the fuck you feel like, and then open up that tip, and you're good to go. But as soon as you open it, it's timed. No. It's just as soon as you're in the area. Yeah, as soon as you open it and then go to the yellow area on the map, then gotcha. you're then you're timed. Gotcha. That has been Red Dead Minute, everybody. Now, what were we doing? Oh, yeah. Okay, everybody, that was a little fun for me. I enjoyed myself, and none of you enjoyed that. Here's the Half a Life sad episode about a good assisted suicide. Theories of helium fusion enhancement have been discussed for over a century, but there's been no practical method of application until now. The modifications you have made in the torpedo's guidance systems are remarkable, Doctor. Well, I wonder how he evaluates that. They still have to be proved. I mean, it's, all, like, it's theoretical like application, it's right? So he thinks it's remarkable. Never dared to hope it for seems like that's a subjective opinion. How is, how is data forming a subjective opinion? I think if data looks at something that he has not thought to do, it's remarkable to him. <laughs> so it's really just egotism. <laughs> yeah, a thousand percent. So, my only regret is that it took us three years to find a suitable son after you had first contacted us. We're not used to dealing with other worlds. We're not used to asking for anything from others. Your offer of help has given us a possible means of survival. It has taken 40 years of my life to develop the programming that will control your photon torpedoes. It has been my life. He's been working on it since 20. Thank you for this opportunity. My only wish has been to find a way to revive our son. And for $1 million. Before I die. (laughs) (laughs) A huge cash settlement if I finish it. Uh, Andy, what did you think of this scene here that we're about to watch here? I th- that we're about to watch. Yeah, what is this one? This is woof. What does that do? It fires torpedoes. Oh, I I don't know. I it's enjoyed fine. this scene. I really like right. this scene. I mean, I always like, I liked this scene. Michael Dorn is 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 one of the most legitimately funny people on the show. So uh, I always enjoy it when they give him comedy. Um. You know, I know Luxana is supposed to be annoying. I get it. And I know people love her. It just feels like it's... I don't like actually know that people love her. Oh, really? I feel yeah, like... I, don't, I, don't I feel like anytime I've taken shots at Luxana, as as people have kind of been like, you know, oh, I enjoy those episodes. They're lyrical and, and hilarious. Um, but I find it to be very shoddy comedy and a waste of real estate in a show where I would prefer to be watching the other characters. And this episode is entirely about Luxana. Uh, so it didn't do it for you? It did not. Hmm. Interesting. I like this scene. This is Troy. I must protest your unauthorized presence on the bridge. Uh, what does that little one do, Mr. Wolf? Please, madam. That is a torpedo launch initiator, and it's... And it is Wolf, madam, not Wolf. <gasps> There you are. Yeah, my that's dear. good. I liked it. It's fine. It's just, but it's just, but it's purposeless. Uh, I like the whole. I like the whole sequence. It's a downbeat. It's a downbeat. Where have you been? I've been waiting for you. Uh, that was funny. You didn't think that was funny? What's that? where have you? Oh, there you are. Where have you been? I'm waiting for you. She walks right by Troy. I thought that was that was good. That was good placement of the actors. 
I like it. Watch, watch again, Andy. It's that is very it's maybe, old, maybe you'll enjoy it more if I and it's, play it again. It's very old school. And it is worth I, I get it. Ah, there you are, my dear. Where have you been? I've been waiting for you. So nice to see you again. That was good. Anyway. It's funny. It's fine. So soon. Uh, a downbeat is a Mother, beat that has nothing want? to do with the main action, often for comedy. Inside baseball. Is that inside? I guess it is. No. Why? I don't know. Obvious baseball. They'll tell me. I don't know. Yes, dear. Of course I was. You really must let me do something to relieve the tedium of all this work, work, work. I'm afraid I'm expected in engineering. I'm really terribly sorry. Mrs. Troy, I have to ask you to clear the bridge, please. I don't see why. There are lots of other people here. Mother, please. She's kind of Beverly Goldbergish. Well, don't you worry. Yeah. We'll just have our little chat later. Maybe that's the reason I don't like it. <laughs> Reminds me of work. <laughs> I'd never have thought her old enough to be your mother. She is so vibrant. I will say David Ogden Styers. Is that how you pronounce I'll it? I'll allow it. Um, is uh, really really solid in this episode so so good and and so different than uh than charles and uh and mash and um uh and you know built logically this is what you want in a guest actor someone who takes the information of what was said about that alien race you know they're they're very um what was the word that they used to describe them Ugh. Um, my brain isn't functioning this morning. The uh, not like usual. <laughs> um, they're they're like hermits, um, and uh, and he extrapolated that they would be very he would be very quiet and unassuming, but very focused and purposeful. It's really a really great performance in a very difficult episode, in my opinion, to come in and play this. Yeah, he's got a couple. Uh sort of turns that he really nails like when it doesn't work when his experiment doesn't work uh, a lot of face acting and he's doing a great job with it now let's talk about the school they have. specific face acting one two sorry everybody you're not getting a call that was me mother fucker and then that mutes everything There's no way I hope to that guy's still that. There's no way to money. avoid that, everybody. No. Well, I, I don't know what to do. There's really no way. My, if my phone is on and I'm playing audio through the computer and my phone happens to be next to my computer, it will ring. I'll, I'll turn the whole thing off. Turn I mean, the I, phone off, everybody. I don't care. I'm turning the phone off. I don't want that sound ever played again. Our brand is incompetence. He's throwing his phone away. I, I think he's I, done with his I, phone I tossed permanently. It away. Tossed it away. He's guys. He's unplugging. You are more important to me, audience, than that. Where the hell did I put the engines? <laughs> Everything's terrible. We're both a mess. This is we're as bad as this episode. <laughs> what am I doing? I really can't say that I think I think this is basically what you were sort of getting at, at the top, and we'll be doing a rundown at the end. But I can't say that it's like you know it's well acted and it and it all, and the theme is is valid. It's just it's just so boring to me. It's a bummer and it's depressing. It's boring and depressing, and I think it can be depressing but gripping. 
Ooh. But depressing and boring? Nah. Don't you dare do that to me, TV. Rescue is at hand. Ah, oh, Dr. Tim. All right, let's count them. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven pads in this screen, in this scene. They're loose pads? Eleven loose pads. One, two, three. Hang on. Let me just double check the count again. I wonder if it's a security issue. That's why pads exist. It's a security issue? No. It's an issue where they just couldn't conceive of a world where one pad could do everything. Uh-huh. Oh, would you clear all this mess off the table, please? This mess, Mrs. Troy. Now, now, now. You boys have been shut up in here for hours. Now, if you don't eat something, you're going to get sick. Oh, yeah, sure, Andy. Ooh. Andy's quietly telling me to move the monitor. I'm, like, responding vocally. (laughs) (laughs) I don't get it. How does this work? And who's that going to help? I've made some perfectly marvelous Mantikian pate. Mr. Holm will lay it out for us. This can't be safe to put all this stuff on the Mr. Holm is my valet. He doesn't say much. I should have talked to Mr. Holm. It is true that the intellectual efficiency of high-order beings does diminish proportionately with the deprivation of nutritious fuel. All right, all right, don't you start. Mrs. Troy. (laughs) It's the first first of many times that we will see... uh, Jordy and Data acting like a married couple. I enjoy that very much. <laughs> Play that more, everybody. That's exactly right. I want to see it with the main characters, not these dopey side characters. Dopey side. I mean, I guess this is, yeah, it's a two side character situation. It's very, it's a bad idea, in my opinion. Not, not a good idea for a show. Um, I will say, uh, let me ask you this. Do yeah. you think that it's a conscious choice to pick another bald guy for her to be obsessed with that that's her that's her type no that's his chance they just it, cast it yeah him. it's a, I think you know if it was like a Guinan situation then that would be a choice because Guinan says uh wait no I don't know if we've heard that yet anyway forget <laughs> it let's go Ooh, something's happening <laughs> she says she says I've always been attracted to bald men that does sound that's familiar. I think that's from when she's know. giving Jordy love advice right yeah maybe yeah I think you've heard that Anyway, I don't know why that would have come up. It is true that the intellectual efficiency that's a good, of high-order uh, does diminish proportion. LeVar reading. <laughs> You're a wise woman. I'm sure we could use a respite. These two call me Mrs. Troy. You call me Luaxana. She's really hitting the W hard there. Mr. Holm? Well, I mean, it is spelled like that. But does anybody else, everybody else kind of goes Luxana. They don't go Luxana. <laughs> well, it's like everybody else uh, doesn't say Klingon words quite like Worf. Uh, that's true. And Luxana <laughs> doesn't have the accent that Troy has. So. Uh, <laughs> arrived at the Praxilis system where we will conduct Dr. Timerson's helium. I feel bad for Marina Sirtis that, that she did the accent and then, and then she came on. I think she was talking about it in some clip. And then uh, Mitchell Barrett came on, and then it was just like explaining it, and then uh, that her father had it, and then you meet her father, and her father doesn't have it either. Is that right? Something like that. Whatever the case, she was she was boned Andy, on the accent. Andy's distant recollections of interviews of Marina Sirtis. Up, this is, this, that's a segment. Yes. So, so I don't know if it's specifically yes. Marina Sirtis, but definitely Andy's distant recollections of information. Father, how much? Why do you refuse to use telepathy even when we're alone? We're not alone, Mother. Now, how much longer is this going to take? You've been selecting for 20 minutes. I am a woman dressing for a man. 
Something you might try now and then, dear. I wonder if Timison likes green. That's not very telepathic of you. When did she start oh, wearing the command uniform? The, um, the wrong species. Six. <laughs> right species for everything else, huh. though. I wonder what determines when she wears it, because she's wearing it You'll early see. in the episode, You'll and then see. later in the episode, she's not wearing it. Wait, wait which uniform? Oh, who, got a, who has a command uniform? What are you talking about? Troy. She's wearing a command uniform, isn't no. she? That's no. not a command uniform? No, she's wearing her regular jumpsuit, her maroon jumpsuit. You, th- oh. you think of this as a command uniform? Oh, no, you're right, now that I see it side by side. Yeah, you thought that you've thought this whole time that this outfit of this jumpsuit of Deanna Troy's is no. I didn't think the whole time. I thought it happened recently. No, it doesn't happen until season six, Chain of Command, Part One. Gotcha. So it's just a casual outfit. That explains. That answers my question. It's her always casual outfit. No, she wears a purple one later in the episode. Right, and then she has the blue one that has the the blue dress one. Yes. Oh, mother. She has the light purple, the blue dress, and then the. Now, how much longer this is this situation. going to take? You've Troy been fashion. selecting for 20 Troy minutes. I am a woman. Oh, I'm not going to play that again. Radiation and pressure levels. This was good times for me. I enjoy some science-y Star Trek stuff. Helium fusion yeah. rate increasing. What about heat and pressure levels? Uh, steady so far. Density at 1,100 grams per cubic centimeter. So, this, uh, so his son on his, uh, in his home world, uh, his, in his system, is, is dying, right? So he's trying to reignite it to make it uh, function properly again. Why so would that, you? Uh, you know, so that his uh, whole species doesn't die yeah. from some sort of nova. Uh-huh. Uh, so obviously it's pretty dramatic when it doesn't work for him. Mr. Data, turbulence uh, patterns are within predicted parameters. David Ogdenstyre's um, head alien stuff kind of uh, looks a little bit like when Jordy was turning into the thing a few episodes back. Yeah, it also looks like uh, um, trill uh, trill markings that would be on the neck, but 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 aren't on the neck. I mean, those are just dots, but you know, is that that's a leader? I'm guessing trill Dax. I don't know. Is it, oh, oh, Dax is on DS9. I'm sorry. Right. I thought you, that was the that was one I thought you watched. <laughs> Temperature is rising in the core again, Captain. Actually, Trill, I believe, is next week. It will be in 130 in million degrees. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait. Still rising, Captain. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> it's a symbiote race. You know, there's like a symbiote, symbiote that lives inside of them. This all sounds vaguely familiar. That then gets transferred to another host. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay. And that, so that Trill... You know that well, the, 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 the symbiote that's inside of them, the yeah. memories transfer with them. Sounds very complicated. That's why. That's why um, Dax uh, on uh, Jadzia Dax on Star Trek: The Deep Space Nine is such good friends with Cisco uh, because the other Trill. That yeah, trill, her trill. I'm going to hear. Yeah, in, to in four years when you don't remember it. <laughs> Andy's vague recollections of something I said four years ago. <laughs> I've heard this somewhere. <laughs> 51. Rate exceeding critical level. Core density is becoming unstable. Let's get the hell out of here. Hanson, warp two now. <laughs> warp two? Yeah, I mean, once you're moving faster than light, you're going to be moving. You're ahead of a supernova. Uh-huh. I mean, you can go warp one and be fine. He's just going two. Just seems like an odd... Uh... Odd, odd crisis moment uh, speed to pick. <laughs> Look, when the, when that sun goes Nova in Star Trek Generations, he goes warp one engage. So, you know, he's going a little faster in this case. Huh. I've seen a, my share of ship go out of a uh, getaway for supernova. 
I assure you, Captain Picard was doing the right thing. Uh, so obviously he's bummed. It doesn't work. Uh, this is is this when Troy this is when Troy finds out that he dies. I wanted to tell you how much I wish we had met years ago. I do gotta say they handle her character a little bit nicer in this scene. Uh, in that I it's like such a terrible moment for him. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, oh, this is absolutely the worst moment to have Luxana around, like, in your life, because um, it's all about her. And then she shows she can make it not about her. And I thought that was a nice a nice turn for them yeah, to give her. I think she has an emotional maturity when it, when needed. What difference do a few years make? <laughs> Unfortunately, a great deal. There, going to you see, Luxana, I'm on my way home now. What's to it gonna be? Die. <gasps> Music. <laughs> the sting really. Andy's music stings. <gasps> Music. <laughs> Let's just put that in. A stable core temperature for a short time, Minister. That's a significant step forward. We've been studying the sensor logs and the torpedo telemetry to determine if there was any malfunction. If there was, and we are able to isolate the problem, another test might be successful. Here's what I've just decided. Because they're hermity people, okay. that's why they don't do this conversation on the main viewer in the bridge. Oh, valid. That's what I just decided just now. Because yeah, I was going to go, why are they fire? Yeah, that's a good reason. And in the meantime, like, all of our facilities would be made so available. Giving you stuff, I might as well. Uh... Dr. Timison. The most thoughtful and generous it offer. It didn't make sense, but Mark fixed it. And it would take us some time to select a replacement. We would be more than willing to extend our visit, sir. That will not be necessary. We'll contact you as soon as we're ready. We expect Timison to return home as soon as possible. And again, gentlemen, many thanks. I've just told me. Uh, so Troy, uh, I think uh, Major Barrett comes in and, and 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 delivers a very like back to back. I think uh, good good scenes for an overacting character. <laughs> yeah, he is supposed to go down there to his loving friends, be wine dined, honored for his achievements, and then kill himself. It's a barbaric ritual. The um uh, the resolution it's called. Obviously, you can't let him go, Jean Luc. I'm afraid I have no choice. I don't think you've been listening to me. The man is supposed to kill himself. Now, you don't just let that happen. You don't just turn your back. What's the matter with you? Roxana, I'm sorry, but whatever my personal feelings, I have no jurisdiction here. I simply cannot interfere. But you have to. In a situation like this, you absolutely have to interfere. You, you've got to go down there, talk to those people, Jean-Luc. Open their eyes, educate them. The Prime Directive forbids us to interfere with the social order of any planet. Well, it's your Prime Directive, not mine. I mean, look, a ham-fisted line like, that's your Prime Directive, not mine. I think she delivered that as well as she could. Uh, <laughs> Andy, uh, would you care to fire up your acting school and tell us how to deliver that line? <laughs> Here's how I would have done. Okay, I uh, know. Seriously, let's. See. That's your prime directive. <laughs> oh no, <Not> mine. <laughs> Let me try that again without you uh, without you peeking. Uh, try it, Andy. So, no, how would you say it? That's your prime directive, not mine. 
<laughs> I had That's to. how you do it. <laughs> uh, uh, I just feel like it was, it's leaning on a little bit hard. Hang on, hang on. It's all in keeping. Hey, Andy, I'm having fun with this bit now. Okay. So I want you to, uh, to uh, turn away. Well, you don't, I don't want you to be seeing what I'm doing on this screen over here. Oh, actually, you know what? I will just take this and put it on my screen over here so you can continue to pay attention like you normally would. Now, what I like about the Andy Secunda School of Specific Acting that it, it, is that it is so very specific so true uh it's just you, you you seem to be you seem to as a as an acting teacher andy you seem to really strive for people to live uh in the moment of the scene and yes. not just it's the organic quality that's yeah. the most important you know and that's what i find so charming of uh, about your uh tiny school in the valley you really tiny seems like that's <laughs> an unnecessary slam it's, well, it's just <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's exclusive. It's not. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen, Andy Secunda uh, is our guest today, and he is going to treat all of you to what is perhaps the greatest uh, line in all of Star Trek. Mr. Secunda, <laughs> that's your prime directive, not. Mine. I mean, isn't he? Thank you. Just terrific. I uh, I don't take credit for it. It's a muse that touches me. And, oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. He's so generous. <laughs> Humble, modest, genius, Andrew Secunda, ladies and gentlemen. This really makes me feel good. For Take another reason. bow, sir. Oh. They're here for you. I love you. No, I love you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone. We must get back to the other show. I can't believe uh, we must have an Andrew's Good School specific acting theme. I, I, I thought we had a whole commercial for it. Oh, did we? I thought there was one. Anyway, that's point is, gotta be true. That's how you make fun out of an episode that's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Computer, locate Counselor Troy. Why would you ask the computer to locate her rather than just calling her up? Be like, it's very strange. Regard to Counselor Troy. I mean. I guess if you did that, then we would need this button. Like, we'd need to see her answer. So I guess that's a way of doing... To make it not the, a to, conversation. To end the beat. Right. To end the scene without having to then start, you know, a whole conversation. What do you mean I can't go down there? Are you telling me that I'm a prisoner on this ship? Mother, what's going on? What are you doing? I'm sorry, Counselor. I'm not sure what to do here. Well, I am sure. I am a Betazoid ambassador. I'm a daughter of the fifth house, and those people are going to answer to me. So you you just energize this damn thing and get me down there. He can't, Mother. He has his orders. His orders don't apply to me. No, they apply to him. And don't you try your professional patronizing on me, young lady. They expect Timison to die. Don't you realize that? Just because he's 60. What 60? It's nothing. <laughs> I'll go check the pattern buffers. 
I love the touch of him locking the uh, the transporter. That Come is on, a badass That's move by O'Brien. Also, I think the pattern buffers are in the room. Anyway, <laughs> it's great if Troy I'm called sorry, them out. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with. Uh, look, I thought the scene was. Uh, I enjoyed the a nice scene between the two. I of enjoy them. the telepathic breakdown. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy that uh, Troy admits that she cried when uh, her father died. You know what I mean. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just didn't feel resonant to me. I mean, it was because depressing. you are so young and vibrant, and nowhere near sixty. I guess that that's it. Just, it's just the idea of anyone being I sad about being sixty. It's Andy, just hard for me. That is the problem with you, millennials. I know. You think you're fucking <laughs> just indestructible. That is your prime directive. Oh my god, he did an encore. <laughs> Boy, am I glad that that screen was still up on my computer. Uh, All right, Andy, let's try to figure out what we can do here with this episode. I'm trying to spruce this thing up a little bit left and right here. Uh, So let's participate in the next scene between Chimison and Waxana. Preliminary reports of the test. I I don't understand where I went wrong. I thought I'd taken into account all of the variables deep convection patterns. What time code are we up to? Proton reactions. Well, Andrew, we are uh, 23 minutes in. At 40, there's a boom in the shot. (laughs) Oh, yeah? I'm looking forward to it. I will say it again. You are a kind woman. Never. If I'm not mistaken... This is their first kiss. And they go for a full-on open-mouth kiss. It's their first kiss. There's no no daintiness. There's no like, oh, we'll have one normal kiss, then the full-on open-mouth. If I can start it. We're all sensitive people. We're so much to give. That's really grooving. Tell us his favorite sequence is ripped off of uh, vinyl. Ooh, I like the, the texture you can hear. Except that you're going to kill yourself when you turn 60. Unless it breaks all the societal rules of a planet. Uh, anyway, that's just. I mean, what are you gonna do? They 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 went to Bone Town. It's clear. Something. I enjoyed it. Teleported to Bone Town. Forced to live beyond that, into a time of meaning, nothing. That's how I feel now. Of knowing that they could now as only a, be the beneficiaries <laughs> yeah. of younger people's. We are no longer that cruel. He says, even he says, no, no, you're not cruel to them. You just kill them. The resolution is a celebration of life. It allows us to end our lives with dignity. Ah, a celebration of life. Sounds very noble, very caring. 
What you're really saying is you got rid of the problem by getting rid of the people. It may sound that mm. way, but it it is a time of transition. One generation... By the way, I have to say that of all of the space pajamas, space robes, etc., we've seen so far in the four and a half, nearly four full seasons, Andy, of Star Trek The Next Generation. Yes. I have to say that Loxana's robe here yes. looks very comfortable, and I'd wear it. His isn't that bad his, either. His pajamas. His regular clothes are way stupider than his pajamas. <laughs> He's got those strange, like, uh, but I mean, this just geometric looks patterns, like on a them. terry cloth towel. I just want to drape myself in. Do you want me to get you that for Christmas? Should we just go out and buy some robes? <laughs> sure. Is this cake all over again? <laughs> we'll be back. There another of those ways. Not sure what direction we're moving in our relationship. Fairly soon, the customs stopped. She had the courage to stand up and fight for change. She must have been a lot like you. Timison, there is, is no that the one lady more with the qualified. Hat? Is that that yeah, story? lady with the bird hat? Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed the, the Betazoid wig story that they kept animals inside the wigs. <laughs> that is a really great alien culture detail. Um, uh, I also like that it sounds like I wonder. I wonder if you could see the animal, or if it was just like. I feel like it was rich like people a, just knew they had an animal in there. <laughs> no, I feel like it was like an exposed birdcage built around it. I feel like I've seen someone like go to the Met Gala with some similar sort of headdress situation. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> we all know how much. I uh, love that. That's her rose. Guys, Rosa have you ever parts. wondered how Andy Secunda feels about giant ornamental headdresses with living animals in them? Well, I can tell you. Here it is. <laughs> in that head. Is it an inhumane to stick an animal in your wig? (laughs) It's nice to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) In the saddest episode ever. (laughs) Conviction boundary uncoupling. He's great. The reaction so great. Caused gas turbulence of a totally unexpected magnitude. Crazy. He's wearing different... There was evidence of a sure, delayed surface different shock. Geometric no, I anticipated that. The whole episode. I thought I'd anticipate all I wonder if it was written variants. for him. Or if they were like, who do we get? It certainly they lucked out getting him because he nailed it. Uh, fans had looked forward to the guest appearance of MASH regular David Ogden Steers in this outing, but it was Majel Barrett who surprised them by pulling off a well-done first look at the non-comic side of Loxana Troy. The segment features the two guest stars as perhaps, again, reading from Larry Namachek's Star Trek, the National Decoration Companion Revised Edition. Uh, the segment features the two guest stars as perhaps no other TNG hour has. Its theme, the worth of older citizens and the problems of the age, was handled in a thought-provoking way by Peter Allen Fields, who was hired as a staff writer the following season. Though she had only one small scene, actress Michelle Forbes more than stepped out of the shadow of the two guest leads with her performance as Timison's young, loving yet embittered daughter, Dara. I was shocked. I'm really glad that we didn't watch the trailer for that because I had no idea that uh, non-Ensign Ensign Rowe was going to be there. I was uh, uh, so excited. The mention of uh, Menasha Troy, Mr. Wolf. Well, 
okay. I mean, look, there's no information on the actual casting of this. I was hoping there would be a little bit of it, like a tidbit. Um, whatever the case, he really nails it. I like Les Landau's episodes a lot, actually. He does a good. He's, I think Bars. he's a good. I, 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 visually, I think he's a good director. In a way. I find his Quite episodes pop color-wise more than others. It doesn't pop pacing-wise, but that's not on him. You know. Did I say that they would? I wouldn't be at all surprised. Thank you, Andrew. If this were a result of. Look here. 42 seconds into the test, there is a sudden rise in the level of hydrogen alpha emissions. And here is another. Tech talk. I'm right, aren't I? Well, he did there all that medical talk. Migration huh? He did all that med talk. Oh, that board. is true. Paramount's own. Uh, you must have been a big MASH fan. You know, I could never get over the laugh track. It always bothered me. What about the later seasons? Cheers had a laugh track. Oh, you're just saying it's that it's fake. Cheers did not have a laugh track. Well, they all had laugh tracks, buddy. (sighs) I hate to hate to break it to you. I hate to break it to you, but (laughs) Cheers is the first show that actually had to say this because the laughs were so big. I've read many a book about this. And, All right, listen. Uh, sorry, I hate the way that fucking Netflix works now. When you when you hover a very arrow annoying. over something, Netflix. All of a it. sudden, all of a sudden, you're uh, left with some uh, people love garbage. Okay, here we go. This is. I I'm a janitor at a biology uh, lab. But they do. Oh, good God. And I don't. know, I think it. Maybe not this early. Hang on. Let me just hear it. No, it was because the front of the live studio. It was the complaints that they received after season one that they had to put this on, and you'll hear it in later seasons. So here, for instance, if you were to go into Cheers, it's the first television show, by the way, that had to do this. Okay, I like a little TV history. Cheers is filmed before a live studio audience. Anyway, but you you know they get juiced. With yeah, they like, have uh, a guy that comes in with a box and then and then add stuff, and they claim that it's primarily to uh, having had a, had a multicam myself and been baffled by the whole process. It's for, but also uh, delighted it's because really it's insane. To help edits. That's what they say it's for, but of course, you know, they're also juicing it one way or the other. Yeah, but on a show like Love Inc., there'd probably be no juicing needed. You know. Well, sure. I mean, there you got every 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 joke's a home run. Heavy so. hitters left. Really, right. if anything, you just gotta it's you just, gotta cut out the just, long applause breaks. It's and, just you, uh, you and Sean Conroy spitting out <laughs> one-liners that uh, just last. No responsibility. I was. <laughs> I take no responsibility for the supervisor show above me. <laughs> I did uh, not choose very <laughs> most of me. the things that happened. Uh, I'm proud of a few jokes in every episode. I think the writers did a fine job. Uh, you maybe nice. you guys probably sealed your own fate when you decided to make them pay for this to be the theme song. Well, I just feel like we had to put the money in somewhere. So. <laughs> that's why we're stuck on one set. Um, anyway, that's this is a weird just conversation between me and Andy, and not really talking about Star Trek because I think Andy and I can't face death. All right, listen. Is that what it is? Is that I, it? Is honestly something I thought is like, well, maybe I'm just being a baby, and this is making valid points about death. I think it, and I don't want to think about death. I think we don't want to take away. Take I don't. I wouldn't want to take away from the. Uh, I think this is a. I think this is a beautiful uh, sci-fi episode. It's a beautiful episode because it really is like. 
Uh, it's talking about a real life issue. You know what the heart of it, I think, is for me? I think it's Loaxana. Lo- I just don't. I don't want her to be the main center point of this emotional story. If it had been someone else, you that would I, be like, that I more if it was Picard in, falling in love with a sixty-year-old female of this planet, yes, then you'd be way more on board for this. Definitely. Story. And also, You're I think wrong. then then Picard would have given. I would have preferred to see him give the speeches. Then, oh, Luxana. for sure. So well, it just it just as a just as like a Major Barrett know. does a a, a a very nice job I think with she a, does a huge difficult part. Very very heavy lifting she's doing here. Right, I just don't. I'm just not in, engaged. <laughs> and it's the home run. Oh my god, I did it again. A new computer model of the energy dynamic of a star that can test a new detonation program. Certainly, it can be accomplished. Andy, this might be our shortest episode. (laughs) I was wondering, like, I don't have that much to say. We don't. We're we're big, sad babies. Come, I'm staring at a piece of plastic. I think I love it. I also feel like I love that he's just literally just staring at a giant isolinear. I have come to officially request. Asylum. One million dollars. Aboard the- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, you know, right, we don't we can use rep- We can currency. replicate we some. Can I mean, it's you, fine. It's Here it is. One million American dollars from the yes! 20th century. <laughs> now I have something to live for. Suckers! <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate con. He runs out onto the bridge and trips over the horseshoe. <laughs> Money flies everywhere. Everyone has a good time. <laughs> Um, here's what I was going to say. So he makes this big turn. Yeah. And it's like, oh, because there might be a way to save the planet. And this is the thing. I feel like, to some degree, they muddy the issue. Or I guess maybe they, I don't know. But what is your feeling on this? Do they muddy the issue or do they clarify the what issue? What is the issue that you think they're muddying? And then I can answer you. They're having the one issue be, we kill people when they're 60. And then they're having the other issue be, this guy... Might actually save the whole planet. <laughs> right. Are there seriously no exceptions for this? So it's like, well... I think that any... It's, you know, it's interesting. Like, any, I think any coherent... Any coherent... Any uh, advanced society... You, the, the, What I like about the premise of the episode is you would think that every advanced society would have gone beyond this kind of a ritual. Um, and I would think that any other... Like, I feel like it would take them, like... 25 years before they're like, oh, we need to make exceptions for this. Yeah. Because, like, you know, um, Patrick's, like, we have we have a Patrick Stewart on this planet. Right. He's doing a lot of great work past 60. We should, we should probably hang on to him. Right. That kind of a thing, I think, would happen. I'm trying to think of other examples. But, um... Andy, what? are you trying to think of other examples of useful 60-year-olds? <laughs> I just can't think of a single one. No, of like this kind of forced oh, man. early termination. Did something happen? No, I just, I just don't. I just, I hate, I hate when we peak. I, I pride myself in the audio quality of this episode. This episode, not this episode, but I think our general podcast. And uh, it bothers me when it's not as good as it should be. There's also, it also gets muddied by. There's a lot put on, and they kind of go back and forth. Which I guess is it. 
is accurate to what a person would do, which is they go back and forth between Luxana being super selfish and it's just about her losing a guy yeah. and just the general you know, uh, opinion about the planet having this, this thing being wrong. Um, but it also seems muddy from his perspective that it's like he's, I don't know. I well, it's hard, right? You know, it's, I think that's sort of what that scene with, um, with his daughter does, right? Right. It sort of grounds it to what this guy actually, what his life and culture is like. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It just, it, it doesn't, you know what, you know what the bottom line is for me is it makes us watch this thing that's super depressing and I, I, I accept that they're raising very important, valid points. Yeah. And thematically, it is, it is a, a, a definitely valid, different thing to build this story on. Um, well, that's basically Logan's Run, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Without the action. <laughs> or the cool silvery outfits. If I had a bass guitar right now, I would have uh, <laughs> helped you out with that. <laughs> um, Hang on. If <laughs> you had a bass guitar, there's literally could not be more bass guitars in the room. There's only two basses in here, but uh, uh, Andy, uh, say that again. Um, I mean, it's basically Logan's Run. No, I didn't say my thing yet. Oh wait, sorry. It's basically Logan's Run without the action. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> um, that was my favorite part of Sidekick, the Mammar talk show. <laughs> sit there. Is that coming back? That was a fun show to do. Is it done? Uh, it's done for now. I haven't talked about reopening that uh, conversation, but I really, it was a lot. It was a, it was a blast in the sense that, like, I got to fuck around for an hour and make the show I wanted. Yeah. And if I had maybe a budget of $1,200 or something, it could have been that much better. <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, but part of the charm was the... Yeah, I agree. I agree. But like that's why I, that's why I literally said $1,200. Right. I feel like there was like just a couple other things that I wanted to... <laughs> and I also would have loved to have done field segments. Like, I would have loved to have like done... You'd be great at them. Well, I, I was very good at them. I don't know if you remember Attack of the Show on G4. Uh, but... I would have liked. I would have. I feel like it helps our show if I don't dig into your past. I would have liked to. Yeah, we both actually. I've never digged into yours either. No, there you go. That's why we. Ha- that way we have stuff to discover about each other. <laughs> That's interesting. In the in the hundreds of years ahead of us of this podcast, <laughs> twenty seven thousand seasons, and then like by the time like we're into like let's say by the time we're into f- season f- three of Deep Space Nine on this show, yeah, I feel like. CBS will be cranking out like three, four, five different Star Trek series a year that are going to go ten episodes each. Yeah, it's never we're dead. We're never going to die. Yeah. So, ooh, does this give us immortality? <laughs> hang on, hang on. Okay, that's what makes this in- an episode oh, yeah, interesting. Be tying it what back, if we guys. hadn't? What if we were just we were that close? We we're like we only have four more episodes of Star Trek to watch, and our podcast will be complete. And they're like, we're sorry. It is. It, you have reached the podcast age of what is this resolution? <laughs> podcast age of resolution. It is hilariously the reverse of like you know all the shows that are like the minute, like where they break down a movie by the minute. We have so much content, we will never run out. Yeah, we can do it hours at a time. We don't need to take one minute and do. It. Although maybe, hmm. This is now <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation minute. Here we go. <clears throat> 
<laughs> Star Trek. We're already uh, we're already thirty one episodes in. <laughs> Star Trek: The Next Generation Half a Life Minute. <laughs> Poignant uh, moment here, and then uh, he goes, "Hey, guys, listen, I gotta." Our only influence, Minister, is by example. Timerson's decision is his own free will. I assure you. I cannot believe that a man of Timerson's stature would freely choose to reject his own culture. No one on Kalon Two understands this project as I do. Nathan Fillion. There are new theories that would take others a decade it to could test also be and confirm. With my guidance, it could be done in half there that time. No I must have claim to fame hit on this. Others game. started your work. Other this guy, I feel like I've seen. Familiar, I've though. seen him. I feel like in Star Trek before. I guess we're all going to look up Half a Life right now on the International Movie Database. International. <laughs> International House of Pancakes. And do you remember when IHOP turned his name to IHOB for a bit? For International Burgers? House of Breakfast. Oh, breakfast. Because it was more than pancakes. I haven't gone out to a diner in a long time. Who's on you know what? Strangers. That's what I'm going to do now. For life? <laughs> <laughs> what a bold, dumb statement from Matt. Guys, I'm sorry for my... How do we say this? Uh, what do you mean, today? or Stupidity. No, in general. I think in life. Uh, well, you know, you always got... Well, the problem with, problem with you is that I'm, of course, up for eating at any moment of any day. And your yeah, choice, but your you, hankering you, is always norms. God, you are always like... Whenever I think, oh, I'm hungry, I should text Andy. I look at the clock and I'm like... In my head, I'm like, there's... First of all, I gotta... You know what? Actually, in the next... That's my, that's my new month resolution. Okay. I will just I don't care what you're doing I always think you're off doing something exciting yeah. I weirdly put you into a, a glamorous life that I, maybe you don't have <laughs> so I, think I spend a lot of time complaining that I don't have one <laughs> I know but uh, Andy's life to me is like whenever you see on his Instagram that he's uh, somewhere dressed up in a tie I think that's, that's what, he, what that's Instagram what he's always, is hang for hang on hang on I was like yeah. that's what he always does sure. that must be it yeah. so if it's like that's if it's, 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 it's like 9.50pm on a Wednesday one party that I went to a year ago I'm just trying to talk about your life Sorry, right now. All right. Stop interrupting me talking about your exciting life. That is your prime directive, <laughs> not mine. Oh, Andy, that was a beautiful moment. <laughs> Thank you. Finally. <laughs> Finally given my due. Oh. Did you want to finish your point? Yeah, and I was saying, like, it's like, usually, like, you know, let's say it's 9.50 p.m. on a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something like that. I always think, oh, he's probably out. And so I never text you. I frequently... And then I save myself 4,000 calories. Well, that's, of course, the other thing is we are only damaging to each other, obviously. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, so there's that. Are you but, saying nothing good comes out of us? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's an argument to be made for it. <laughs> and when they got together, it was murder. <laughs> All right. Um, so I guess what I'm saying to you is uh, before the baby comes. Yes. Once my wife has gone to sleep, uh-huh. I will be. Lieutenant Myra. If I'm hungry. Yes. I will text you. Okay. And say, I'm hungry. Let's go eat Dupars. <laughs> Great. Ooh. It's 24 hours, guys. I don't know why do we're not doing Dupars. that all the time. You know, I also I bought a, a. I love a pancake. I bought a, a pancake griddle that I used once. And a special pancake batter. Uh, like an electric griddle? No. Or for like a stovetop? Like a stovetop. Should I get an electric one? No, I was just asking. 
<laughs> Andy's very much the kind of guy who, uh, if you say, if he's made a decision on something, yeah, committed to that decision, uh-huh. <laughs> but you maybe say something without him finishing his thought you're asking him a question about his thing he will always 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 think he made the wrong decision and ask if he should do the other thing (laughs) i definitely question myself constantly i suffer from decision fatigue amongst many other things but uh are you decision blind i think i'm always looking for the best option yeah you always but you always are you always are you always do think the grass is greener well that's certainly true even though I think, you know, Andy's got a very green grass situation happening. Well, that's your grass is greener. <laughs> I'm not saying it's greener than my own grass. Screw Our grass you! could be the same color green. <laughs> Screw you! My grass is greens! Oh my god, he does accents too, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. My grass is green. That's your prime directive, not mine! What are, what are we, stupid? Yep. Okay. Anyway, look, he tries to seek asylum. It doesn't work. He flips out at, uh, he finally John says to Troy. I've seen you how much I have to live for. You make me realize that my life still has value. I can be an example to my people. So this is. I can finish my work. Messed up to me. Because he's not staying alive for her, or he shouldn't be. He should stay alive to save his planet. Well, I think that it's 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 a this. Baguette. I can't finish my work. Obviously, this is on begets that. Point, that but, I think. Yeah. And I think maybe he thinks he has work to do in the sense that I must get to know Luwaxana. <sighs> well, in addition to obviously saving his dying star and his entire race, uh, go to forty twenty. Forty twenty. Forty twenty. Oh, you're yeah. You don't have to jump that far ahead. I'm happy to. I mean, do you want to like just do a beat on your favorite ensign? Sure. Uh, Andy just so excited to just seeing so beautiful as a person. Okay, I mean, look, she is the Ensign Row. Never enjoyed the Ensign Row character. Well, I think that stands to reason. She was she's got a bad attitude. You don't like people. I don't. I want people falling in line. Yeah, I want people falling in line. Classic, classic. My, I respect the people that stand up for their own personality and do as uh, as they feel is right. Well, that's part of what I like about Ensign Tilly. Sorry, Cadet Tilly. Right. On Discovery. Yeah. She's like a real person. What do you mean? Like, I like that she... I I guess what I'm saying is, like, she, as a character, is not your typical... Like, Ensign Rowe is not your typical Ensign. Tilly, in the same vein, is not your typical starfleet cadet i agree more real i think they're both more real see i don't need like i we're we're supposed to be recording we our are. discovery pod right after this for the it's for gonna the be Patreon. great if you want to join us head on over to patreon.com and i had stuff i wanted to say i have a ton of stuff that has really huge things no um nice which everyone may have thought of but preview but um um, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I'll be. I'll be interested to see what everyone's reaction is to the things I have to say. But one of the things which I can get into there as well as here is um, that uh, Tilly kind of bumped me right from the get go for the same reasons that you have problems with people not falling in line, which is this lady is Starfleet, and I understand they explain it and that she's she's you know got these special abilities and everything. 
Um, and also we have Barkley to look at, which is why I tie it to TNG. But it always is weird to me. Like, I want more of an explanation. But what we liked about Barkley is what I like about Tilly, in the sense that I like that Barkley shows that there are still people with flaws out there. Yes, but it's strange to me that they have passed all the all the tests that they need to to get into Starfleet. So you're thinking that there's like a... What is the test you don't think she would pass? Emotional tests? All the things that Wesley had to pass? Did he have to pass emotional tests? He had tests? to like carry his fake person out of yeah, the... Yeah, but I think she would do that, which you see in the scene where she uh-huh. spots the Klingon in the shadow. I think in a moment of crisis, like that's why they did that moment, which we'll talk about on the Patreon episode. Yeah, uh, that's why they put that in there to go. Oh yeah, no, she's capable. Yeah, it's an interesting question. If somebody is socially hindered to a to a huge degree, is that not a problem for Starfleet? And what is their reasoning? Look I guess her, I just want to hear the look reasoning. at a writer's room. Well, sure, but <laughs> those are people you were hiring almost for their social inadequacy. <laughs> Um, anyway, um, Edson Rowe, great, great performance by Michelle Forbes in this scene. Co- again, comes in, outsider, does one scene, incredibly difficult, complex scene. I mean, scene. if you look at this, right, the fascinating thing about this episode to me is that there's so much that doesn't have our main characters, but it never, I never really, like this whole middle of the show essentially is all Troy and Timison. And then you go, to, you know, I, I, pacing-wise, I think they're hitting... That's our main they, characters uh, as well as you can. I think just they're, they're dropping them in when, as, soon as, I, as soon as I miss them. They it's drop strange them in. to choose. Like, obviously, I'm, I'm thrilled that Michelle Forbes is in there, but it's strange to choose that, that this is the turning scene. And again, our characters aren't in there. I just don't. The look, in comparison to the early episodes. It's a small emotional story. It's not like a large, you know what I mean? I like do, it. Do a small emotional story with our main guys. That's true. Like, I think if you compare it to the earlier episodes where there was, like, huge episodes on, like, the guy who was, whatever, going to get married to the other lady and then had to get married to Troy and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just so much time spent on these other terrible people and terrible characters and the actors weren't that strong. Like, sure, this is, everybody's strong in this. The characterizations are good. I, I'm just bored by it. Mm-hmm. Well, hold that thought while I jump to 40. What was your quick time code, Andrew? 4020. 4020. Here we go. I'm just gonna Think. Give us a five second run in. It's here in the go. mirror. Check in the mirror. It's a feeling I, I'm not at all used to. I, I don't think I like it very much, little one. Not sure of yourself. My life has been. Boom! Oh, my God. <laughs> There's the boom. <laughs> Unless there's some future technology that is feeding a drink to so, uh, Troy across I mean, the room. Look, as so far in the script, we have uh, script the se- the series. We've seen a script, <laughs> we've seen a boom, and uh, for four full episode, four full seasons, that's not bad. No, it's pretty good, particularly in, a, in an era where you don't yeah. have CG. You don't have anything. You can very it. professional. Um, I do, you know, thingamajiggies. What do we say, thingamajiggies? But finally, that is my Proof. only reason <laughs> to stay alive. It's not enough. Almost. Inside baseball. Wait, I can't. So you know the big emotional scene happens. Don't forget your culture, Dad. 
she's right. And then we have this very, 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 very nice moment, I think. I do apologize for all the turmoil that I've created. Doctor, Changed the geometric shape on his shirt. You were returning only to ease diplomatic tensions. You know what, Andrew? It is more. It's not shape blind. Much more. <laughs> then I wish you and your people well. When it is time for another test, I will encourage my people to seek your assistance again. But I got like a day and a half to do that, so if I forget, that's on you. <laughs> if for any reason you would like to wait for a few minutes. No. We have already said our goodbyes. That was very cool of Captain Picard. Very, very cool of him. Yeah, I agree. Luxana. It is the custom for your loved ones to join you with this resolution, is it not? You do not have to do this. Yes, I do. I think this is beautiful. Permission to disembark, Captain. I promise I won't cause any problems down there. Permission granted. Your perm directive now. We are ready, Mr. O'Brien. Andy, this is how we're going to beam out of the show the last time. <laughs> <laughs> holding hands. Very rare you see people holding hands on the transporter pads. Well, yeah, I mean, you need a skilled technician like uh, O'Brien yeah. to uh, not scramble There's, their no, atoms gotta, together. Got to make that. Okay, fine. You're going to have this moment. Great. All right. Uh, I guess I'll try hard. <laughs> uh, whoops, forgot to unlock it. Um... <laughs> All right, let's just get into it. Hang on. Oh. I have things to do right now, Andy. I have to consult with our flowchart. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, could you please play the MVC sound clip? Certainly. Just remember that this podcast is free. Um, it is interesting because it's a, obviously I can tell by the look on your face. It's a very hard episode to figure out who the MVC is. And I wonder if in those episodes, those are bad episodes. Like that is indicative of a bad episode, even though it's a weird thing that we chose to rank in every yeah, episode. I mean, we do, you know, we have some times that everyone's contributing and that, that leads to a problem where we're just like, well, who gets the credit? But, you know, truly Cupid in this one, I, I, you know, I ain't got nothing for you. So here's my situation on this one. Okay. I think it's Picard because of that, bros being bros moment uh-huh. where he's like Look, I don't want to say this in front of Chief O'Brien but I know you're kind of into Loxana so if you want to wait around for her but he does it in a very cool way and he's like if, any, if there were any reason yeah. you'd like to stay a few minutes longer you're welcome to does Troy do anything of no Deanna yes sorry does Deanna Troy do anything in terms of handling her mother or the situation or the diplomacy I mean they had that very sweet moment in uh in the transporter room. You know what I would say? I would say you could also give it Picard 
for just ha- helping along the diplomacy. I mean, at, the, at some point they, they sent ships out. It's going to be a, a battle situation. Yeah. So he's got a hand in that. Um, I mean, if I'm seeking asylum on a Federation ship, I'm doing it on Picard's ship. No questions. And he also is, he's, he, he, he's makes the smart captain decision to not get involved before, before Timison is ready to mm-hmm. make a move. Um, I think he handles everything as well as you can, up to and including his chosen speed of warp. He kind of <laughs> not like, fast enough for Andy. <laughs> none of the none of the characters even have that much to do with helping the planet, do they? Like none of the engineering no. is really a big. No, move it's not by... like anything that like Data says leads to a breakthrough or anything like that. If that's your question, is it O'Brien for locking the transporter when he leaves? It's not bad. Andy beams them down. Yep. Andy beams up your favorite character. That's true. We would Chief see O'Brien fa- coming out of nowhere with the MVC. <laughs> Andy Stickler is still not right, doing it with me. Do it. We got to give it to. That's give funny. It to Picard. All right, fine. It's Picard. <laughs> we could do half and half. Mm, yeah, sure. I'll do half and half. I'll All do right. a point five, point five, point five, point five. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the next segment, which, if you believe it or not, <clears throat> this is uh, this is Article 9, subsection F. <laughs> I wonder what it is. Oh, sorry. This is Article 9, subsection E. Yeah. Paragraph 1. Andy, play the sound cue for the Andes. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk But the podcast isn't over just yet How many Andy's does this episode get? It's, it's, uh, look, uh, the dramas sound, the themes are, are weighty uh, Good performances by the guest cast It has, it has Michelle Forbes in it There's a lot to speak of this episode And, you know, some of the comedic moments, as you point out, are solid so I can't really rake it over the coals, but I didn't enjoy it, and I really think it's very slow, and I don't like spending this much time, even with the characters being well-drawn and well-acted, I just don't care about these people, and it, they're pretending like we do. Um, so I'm going to give it a three and a half. Wow, I mean, look, it's uh, quality-wise. I think it's a it's a very solid seven in quality. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's not how I rank things here. I rank them in how many commercial breaks I'm going to sit through. Really? Oh yeah, this one would really suffer on that one. But no, there are moments, so it depends on when I come in. You know what I mean? Like if I come you in, would very, hang around. If on I come this in one. early, and I would see this one, I'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> I would honestly, I'm going to give this a five. Five. Okay, yeah. fair. I'm gonna do a five. I, but I think it, let me just be fair to the content of this show and the and the acting and the writing. Uh, I would I would honestly I'd say this is like a seven and a half or an eight based just on that. But on my own personal Star Trek fandom opinion of am I gonna sit around and watch it? I'm gonna give it a five. I would give it lower than the seven or eight just because I think it really is it is not such does not have dramatic it does not have dramatic momentum to the degree that I would like. Well, again, you're a millennial. Uh, yeah, I have such a short attention span. I'm, I'm always I mean, looking at my phone. You're like 18 and a half right now, 19. That's right. That's you're me. never going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Andy's immortal. Oh, man. That would be great. 
You want immortality? I'd be a great immortal. I'd finally uh, have time to get everything done. Jesus Christ. You'd be late to everything because you're never going to die. <laughs> yeah, I'll get true. there eventually. Oh, my God. That'd be great. <laughs> uh, Andy's, Andy's my least favorite quality of a uh, car. What is it? Not a quality. It is a... Aspect. My least favorite aspect of Andy Secunda is his uh, lateness. But I will say, I'm kind of excited that that's my that's your least favorite. It is a thousand percent, a thousand percent. I genuinely enjoy you as because a human being. Theoretically, that is a correctable thing. My brain is yeah, not. Yeah, it's been just able like that's it. the the problem is that he is hardwired after 18 years of being late. Yeah. <laughs> this fun premise that Andy is 18 years old is also very funny to me. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the one. That's the, that's the thing that kills me. Other than that, though, I, I enjoy the guy quite a bit. I said it before. I really will try. <laughs> I know, and you do try. So I don't like, I'm not going to harp on it. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking you, harp, of you harp on it quite a bit, <laughs> but I respect it. You're right. In fairness. <laughs> You're not wrong. It also, it's kind of interestingly, does sort of tie into the. To your to our, to your perspective on Starfleet, I'm like I should do my own thing, and you're like fall in line, Mister. <laughs> Just help us all out. Let's all get through this together. Um, Andy, thank you so much for uh, awarding it the amount of Andy's that you chose to. My pleasure, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell everyone, I have somehow lost the document. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, here we circle? are. Okay, hang on. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I didn't mean this is what caused the problems last uh, last go round, pal. Okay, that I did not have this open. It really didn't cause problems. I just completely forgot. But it's time to watch the trailer for next week's episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh, there you go. Uh, I believe it is the. Can you correct me if I'm wrong, Andy? It's the host next week. Oh, I don't know. It's not in front of me. Uh, I will pop that open real quick and just triple check. Uh, I believe it is the host. And I can tell you it is the host. Okay, so here we go. Season four, episode 23, Andy. 23. We're approaching the end of season four. It's pretty crazy. I agree. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Passion ignites between Dr. Crusher and an alien ambassador. Beverly, you're in love. But a shuttle disaster leaves him in critical condition. You're dying. Help me. Then I volunteer. Now, a shocking alien transplant puts two lives at stake. I am Odin. I still love you. I don't know who you are. Unknown mystery next time on Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I see. So they're doing the thing in this episode. They're doing the thing in this episode. That you're saying is in Dax and Deep Space Nine. Or is this a different Yeah, creature? no, this is a trill, yeah. Oh, this, is a, this is the introduction of the species. Uh, so there you go, Andy. Let's look forward to next week. Big old Deanna, Troy, Dr. Crusher talking about love scene. Love is going to happen also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're one of the paragraphs in Larry's book starts with the crestfallen. So a lot of, a lot of emotion happening next week. <laughs> Seriously. People getting real, in the writer's room is getting real emotional at the end of this season. <laughs> they're just like, I guess we should do this one. <laughs> Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that was pretty much the show. Uh, and it is now time for another journey to the president's circle, where we will thank all of our patrons who get to hear us 
for 6,000 and more hours a week, a month than you guys do because our podcasts over there tend to be on the long side. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going in the back door, Andy. Oh, okay. The back door of the president's circle. Very good. Um, oh boy, we're on the Voyager. Way hey, to go, Hollow sh- DJ. Should we? Should we just leave through this door at the end of the President Circle at the top, into the corridor? That makes so much more sense. I don't know why we haven't. I can't been believe doing it's it. taken us. But all we're gonna have to like years. walk all the way to our table, which is around the saucer. You know, oh. as you've said, well, we can of say course, the corridor is. That's true. Uh, we'll um, give it a try next week when we definitely remember to do that. Even though, <laughs> what was it you forgot this this week? Uh, everything, buddy. Yes. Time to say hello to our patrons for February President Circle members. Hello and thank you to Tish Wheeler, Lieutenant Daniel Perez, David Erickson, Lieutenant Ben Roach. And, well, hang on, you know what's missing on this? I feel like last week when we had that wonderful. Where in the Voyager is this? This is the engine room. Very. Voyager. They have different engines. They have uh, the Intrepid class ship with its uh, cool warp drive. It's a. Uh... We could go into Seven's regeneration chamber. <laughs> okay, okay. Here we go. Why not? Huh? Oh, of course. What are we doing? <laughs> Where'd we leave off? <laughs> Wait. Um... Let's just start it over because, Tish, you know what? I, I said Lieutenant you. Daniel Perez. All right. David Erickson, thank you. Lieutenant Ben Roach. Andrew Prime. Lieutenant Sreeknar. Chris Dibel. Lieutenant Paul Carl. Kelly Coe. Charles Kidd. Elizabeth Simpson. Pre- <laughs> Lieutenant President Mateo. You've tried to get around us, but Andy found you. <laughs> Brian Hellman. Lieutenant Scott Gordon. Karen Vanoff. Lieutenant Veronica Wisely. Kyle Gant. Mike Jones, Scott Burnett, Brett Euler, Amy Giles, Lieutenant Stephen Price, good job, <laughs> Nicholas Jones, Lieutenant McBrien, formerly Brian MC, <laughs> nice, Andrew Moberg, Lieutenant D Nettleton, Dean Wilson, Julie Phillips, Tina Rowdio, Lieutenant Sandra Mahler, Mike Gaylord, Lieutenant Brett Allard, Ron LeBlanc, Ryan Darley. Tom Kelsall, James Baker, Cameron Harris, Frederick Roy. Yes. I did it. Jonathan Wentz. <laughs> James Gilly. Martin Hedegrad Peterson. Lieutenant Cosmo Moore. Neil Stud. Lieutenant Carolyn Land. Ben McClarty. Chris Nedgwitz. Chris Casimiro. Linia Thunsell. JD Cohen. Song jump. Chris Love. Lieutenant Captain Andrew Hook. <laughs> that's a that's another way of getting around being a lieutenant. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ian Buckley. Christopher Malkowski. Sean Russell. Lieutenant Luke Morgan Rowe. Diane M. Martin. Lieutenant Robin Larson. Katya Woolishin. Sky Wilson. Jeffrey D. Hansen. Kelly Newman. Oh, there he is, Rob Garrison himself. Command Master Sergeant Robert Garrison. Thank you so much, guys. Marvin Gaye is the only person who can express how much we love all of you President Circle members. 
You know what I'm talking about. President Circle, baby. Uh, what a blast. All right, everybody. See you uh, soon. If you're a President Circle member or a lieutenant, you will be listening to us talk about uh, Contexts for Kings. Otherwise, see you next week, everybody, for the host. I want you all to know, I want you all to disengage. <laughs> <laughs>